Well, hey, everybody. It's like a Wednesday, which is totally weird, but you know what? Uh, Christmas break kind of does that to your schedule. kind of makes everything all weird. So um, this is Chat with Chap. I'm your host, Ginger Wade, and today we're going to talk about the perfect gift. And I know maybe this should have come out last week, but that was an impossibility. So uh, we're going to talk about it today. So I know we've just done gifts the past few days. We've been, you know, Christmas happened and and all those types of things were going on. But um, you might find yourself in a spot where you're like, yeah, hmm, did it it again, did it another year. But there is a perfect gift that I thought of while I was thinking about different shows that we could do and things that we could talk about. And I'm just going to share with you this today. It's not the perfect gift is a joy to give, right? Giving the perfect gift. I mean, when you have a gift that um, just suits the the person you're giving it to, it just brings you such joy, doesn't it? It's just a wonderful thing. And you don't always, you're not always able to find it, right? You're not always able to find the perfect thing every single year. But there is one gift that you can always give that is perfect for everyone involved. And uh, that's prayer. That's prayer. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about prayer today and the benefits of prayer and and things we can pray over our family. And and the reason is because I need to remind myself of this. I spend time daily in prayer, but sometimes it gets old. That sounds awful, but it gets old or kind of gets routine or it gets boring or whatever. And it's just good to refresh the memory on why prayer is so wonderful and how it is the perfect gift outside of course the gift of jesus as our savior which is the 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 perfect gift but a gift that we can give to god we can give to others and even to ourselves so let's just talk about this a little bit so prayer is always a perfect gift so i was talking about different ways that it's a gift it's it's a gift from god the father to us so if you read psalm 34 4 that shares how Prayer is a gift from God the Father to us or from the Holy Spirit to us. We read Romans 26 and 27, um, chapter 8, verses 26 and 27. That shares how um, prayer is a gift that the Holy Spirit gives to us because he's praying for us. It's a gift from us to God because we are putting him in the place that he should be. He's God over all. He's Lord of all. We're putting ourselves there at his feet. That's First Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18. And it's a gift from us to others. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. So uh, as we pray for others, we are blessing them and uh, giving them what they need, you know, and it's coming from God the Father, not from us. So I'm going to read a lot of notes that I have here today. So We go to prayer last a lot of times, which is such a mistake. It really should be the first place we go in all things uh, when we're planning or when we have an issue or when we have a joy or when we have um, a victory. Prayer is really the first place we should go, uh, whether it's in Thanksgiving or with in humble asking for help, you know, in a humble way. It shows Christ's example. Christ was always praying. He was always going to a lonely place, right, to just get away and refocus his brain. And it's so hard for us to get away, especially with these little devices here that are with us all the time in our back pocket. Um, We need to be able to get away and follow his example in that. When we pray, our hearts and minds are changed. We, uh, We are aligned with God's will. 
It's not so much that he's going to change our circumstances or anything like that, but he's going to work in our hearts as we let him to uh, see what his will is and see what his perspective is. And that's going to release us from our faulty perspectives and us trying to control things as we lean on him. Um, it gives us the opportunity to release everything into the hands of our capable, loving, and benevolent God. He wants what is good for you. He knows what is best for you. And when we pray to him, we're releasing all of our expectation. We're releasing all of what we want, like our will be done, right? It's not our will be done. It's his will be done. And prayer also acknowledges that God is almighty. He's, he's in charge. He is sovereign. He knows. There's nothing that surprises him. And when we come to him in prayer, we're acknowledging that. We're acknowledging that he is sovereign and he knows better than we do. And that is a release for our soul too, right? So we're releasing it. We are submitting into God's hands and committing to his purposes. We have our own plans, don't we? We make lots of plans and, um, you know, there's been stories or adages or whatever about God chuckling about us making plans. <laughs> and uh, so many times our plans are not in line with what his will is because we're, we just have this narrow view and he thinks big and he thinks broader than 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 we do. And so when we're praying and yielding things up to God, um. We're allowing him to get into our little minds and making our minds think bigger than what they're capable of doing on their own. So as we're doing this, as we're praying and we're releasing things to God's hands, it's establishing his kingdom. You're, it's accomplishing his will, establishing his kingdom. We think, you know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Um, when we are releasing our plans and allowing his and his kingdom to be established. So... First Peter chapter five, verses six and seven says, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So let's think about all those things that are in there saying God is mighty. He's in control of all things, right? He wants to lift you up. He wants that, but he's not going to force you to humble yourself before him so that you can be lifted up. It's so like we need to humble ourselves before him in order to be lifted up. So um, it says here also to cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He cares for you. He wants to relieve you from your anxiety. Uh, it acknowledges that anxiety is an anxiety is a thing. It's, it's, it is a thing. And many of us deal with it. But he wants to relieve us of it. He wants to lift us up. But he will not unless we humble ourselves before him. And that's all this release. One of my mantras is beloved release, release, release all your things into his hands because he loves you. He wants what's best for you. He knows what's best for you, even though you think you might know what is best for you. But through prayer, we say to him, you know what, God, I'm giving this to you. I'm just giving it to you because I can't, I can't do the thing. I can't force the thing. I can't make the thing happen that I want to happen, or I can't make things go the way I want them to, but I'm going to acknowledge you as ruler and sovereign in my life so that you can guide things the way they need to be. So but prayer, as you're praying, it not only benefits um, the person you're praying for, whether that be yourself or someone else, but it's benefiting yourself as the prayer because you're releasing all that stuff into him. So 
The person you're prayed for is lifted up before God. It's He's covered. That person is covered by God's love and um, made whole and complete. But the person who's praying, the prayer-er, <laughs> is releasing the burden of care. Uh, you're not holding it on your shoulders anymore. You're releasing that burden of care to God the Father who knows what is best. So we do need to learn how to truly release and not hold on just in case. Just in case God doesn't answer it or just in case it doesn't go the way I want it to. No, you release all of it. You release all of it into his hands. So prayer is also this conversation with God that's building your relationship with him, right? How do you get that close, intimate relationship with God? It's by talking to him and listening. I think that's hard. It's hard for me. It's hard for me to sit and listen and, you know, what is God speaking? And many people are, are in tune with that and um, hear from God, but but it, it's hard for me to sit and listen. So don't make, don't think that I'm talking on this and I have it all figured out. I don't. But um, yeah, it is building that relationship when you release things into God's hands. So you might be wondering, okay, so I get it. Prayer is good for me. It's good for the person I'm praying for. It builds my relationship with God. What do, what do I pray? I don't even know where to start. So there's, there's four parts to prayer um, that are commonly taught that are really, really solid and kind of cover all the spots. So I like to start with praise. So when we're praising God, you get your mind on the right track. You acknowledge God for who he is. You can read Psalm 148 about this. Um, it's acknowledging that you're going to yield, yield your will to him. So you're praising him. You're lifting him up as sovereign in your life and recognizing um, God for who he is. He's the almighty. He's the creator of all things. Uh, secondly, there's confession. So we receive healing of our body, soul, mind, and spirit when we confess our sin. So let God search your heart out. That's in Psalm 139. Uh, Psalm 51 is really great to pray through. Uh, Romans 8. Uh, verses 26 and 27. I mentioned that earlier already. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25. Don't condemn yourself. Also, don't excuse yourself and let yourself off the hook, but let God seek your heart and be like, we need to work on this thing. And sometimes we won't be aware of the thing we need to work on until we're actually ready for it. There's some times where we're not actually spiritually or mentally able to deal with some of the stuff that we got to deal with. But God will bring it up when we are in a place that he can help us through it. So that's an important part. It's important for us to teach our children about that too. Confession. Um, to be freed from our sin and to acknowledge it uh, on a regular basis. On a regular basis. So the third part is thanking God for what he's done and his presence through all things. Um, accepting what is going on. Appreciating what he's doing. Working in us. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 14, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. I pray a lot about thanking God for what he's going to do. Because a lot of times there's situations where I'm like, Man, I don't even know how this is going to work out. It's kind of ugly. But I know it's in your hands, Lord. And I thank you now for how it's going to work out. How, whoever it is that you're going to bring into this mess to help or However it is that you're going to work things out, it might not be what I'm expecting. I thank you for what you're already working. Uh, and I, I do find that when you think about praising God for who he is and thanking God for what he has done, that leads you into worship. And worship is not necessarily just that time of singing. You know, worship is, is everything. It's your whole life, right? It's how you live your life. 
uh, that is a place of worship. So when you put God where he is in the place where he's supposed to be through praise and you thank God for what he's done and how he's working in your life, that is an attitude of worship. So those are two huge portions of um, this conversation of prayer that you have with God. And of course, then we come to petition and intercession. Petition, I think of as praying for yourself over things that are going on, whether it be health or whether it be spiritual growth or parenting or marriage or whatever it is that you see in your life that needs growth. We're praying those things over those things with God and interceding is, you know, you're praying for others who have, there's so many needs, so many needs out there. And you're, you're praying over other families who are struggling or people who are grieving. Like right now, I think about that through this season, but you're also praying over your children and their growth. You're praying over your marriage and your spouse's growth and, and all these things. This is blessing all this is blessing you, but it's blessing those you pray for because you're releasing everything to God to do and will as he purposes. Uh, it's allowing God to communicate truth to you uh, as you use your um, concordance or topical uh, index in your Bible. You can read scriptures related to the issues that you're dealing with currently, and God can speak through that. He speaks truth into your heart through those words, through his words. Uh, and that gets your mind right, right? It's renewing your mind. Romans chapter 12, right? You're renewing your mind with the word. Um, other things you can pray for, so many things. Obviously, physical, mental, emotional needs, forgiveness, asking forgiveness, giving forgiveness, God's power to overcome temptation and evil in your own life. You know, think about the Lord's Prayer. Uh, specific things. Um, issues going on with your kids, with your friends, with your work, your attitudes, your desires. You can pray for your nation, your church, your community. Uh, there's so many prayer books out there. I have some prayer books. I have a lot of Story Mio Martian books. Now, these are, are old, like old-time ones. I don't know. They've been around forever. But she's very thorough and scriptural in what she pray, prays for. I have a one about a praying wife, too. Um, prayers that avail much. These are also straight from scripture and they give the references in them too, but the whole prayer is literally scripture. So you're praying scripture. It's, just, it's powerful stuff. Heidi St. John's got stuff. Priscilla Shirer, her fervent book and her armor of God study. Oh my goodness. So, so good about prayer. Priscilla Shirer is very, very convinced of the power of prayer and the, the fact that we need to be doing it more fervently, more frequently. Um, with purpose. Um, my study Bible, I mentioned earlier, if you have a study Bible, there's a lot of times there's references, prayer references, ideas and stuff in a study Bible to help you pray. So just there's so many options to help you get started. If you can't craft your own prayers, like I said, grab these books, pray through them. They are so solid and so amazing and they can get you rolling. Um, there's power in praying together also. Women's group, moms and prayer groups out there, your study groups, your small groups with folks at church. Uh, our church has a prayer time before the service even starts. You can go in early and pray over the congregation and over the service. Um, I think, you know, if two, where two or three are gathered in Jesus' name, there he is also. That's Matthew 18, verses 19 and 20. So the things you can pray over and the ways that you can pray are literally limitless. I mean, it is limitless. So it's just some, so you might need a journal. You might need to write down so you don't forget. 
people you can pray for. And then beside it, you can write the answers that God has given you to prayer. Think of, think of how it is that you function, like homeschool mamas out there. Like what, it, how is it that you function in your homeschool day? What helps you to function and to achieve the learning that you need as a family? Maybe you can apply that to get you starting prayer and a prayer habit. Uh, so in if thinking like getting these books or reading through scripture, if that's overwhelming, start with a Lord's prayer. That's got everything in it. It's got the confession. It's got the praising God for who he is, uh, inviting him in to guide you through daily, you know, giving you what you need daily at the intercession. It's got, I mean, that's why it's in there, right? It's why Jesus taught us to pray that way. So um, start with the Lord's prayer. If you already have this solid prayer habit going on, that is awesome. Seek God for ways that he wants to grow you in it. Maybe he wants you to consider some fasting with your prayer. Maybe he wants you to uh, try an extended prayer time. Uh, like, you know, Daniel, Moses, David would have these, Jesus obviously would have these extended prayer times um, just to seek God, like go to the mountain, right? Seek God, seek his will. Uh, there, there have been leadership things that I have done. They talk about going to the mountain where you just go away and you have your scripture and you just are with God for the weekend. And all you do is, is read and pray and, and sit there letting God speak to you for leading you through, through the next period of your life. So that might be a way that God wants to grow you in your prayer life. If you already have a really solid prayer life started. And I think that's, that's wonderful if you have prayer going on and, Start with your kids, too. If you're not praying with your kids, make sure that you're praying with them in some way. In the morning, before going to bed, during your read aloud time, whatever it is. And give them opportunities to praise God, to thank God. Um, I know confession is a little awkward sometimes. I mean, but sometimes when you're working with your kids, obviously with issues, you, you work on confession, right? When you're working on parenting. Uh, we have quiet prayer, prayer times of confession. Um, also, uh, teaching people them to pray for other people. Like if you sponsor a child to compassion or something else, or, or, or a missionary or, or someone, you know, is struggling at church, give them the opportunity to pray over others. So, uh, obviously you're going to be including your children in this, in this gift of prayer too. So as you learn to do it and you're teaching them to do it, you're doing it together. You're just all growing and that is, that is the best gift. If you teach your children to go to prayer first, if you teach your children to acknowledge God first and to go there before going to anything else, before going to the self-help book with a friend or Google <laughs> or YouTube, um, teach them to go to prayer first. Shut out all this garbage, right? And to prayer, to pray. That is an amazing gift. It's a priceless gift. It is the best gift. So... God's going to work with you no matter what you give him. If you give him two minutes, he's going to work in that two minutes that you give him. If you give him a half an hour, he's going to work in that half an hour that you give him. He's not going to force you. He's not going to force his way into your life. But whatever it is that you choose to give him with a cheerful heart, he will work in you and he will change you and he will do amazing things. So consider it. For this coming year, maybe maybe it's good that this was now because maybe this isn't a resol resolution going forward. Maybe it's, you know, post-Christmas gifting, but we're looking forward into the resolution time 
um, with New Year's coming up. So maybe this is something to think about for the new year, new habits to create for yourself and for your children, for your family, with your spouse, praying together at night before you go to bed, anything like that. So uh, just remember, prayer is a gift of time to God. It's a gift of trust. It's a gift of relationship. It's a gift of release and yielding to God. It is the most valuable, powerful gift that anybody could give to anybody else, that you can give to God, that you can give to your child, that you can give to your spouse, that you can give to yourself. It's the most powerful thing that you can do. So as we are resting and relaxing and enjoying our Christmas vacation, hopefully you'll think about that. And uh, it will give you courage to grow in your prayer life, um, teach your children to do the same, and maybe start something with your spouse. I encourage you to do that. That's an amazing thing. Uh, it's our, our marriages are under fire, are so under fire. So learning to bathe your marriage in prayer is just going to be invaluable. Invaluable. So... That's what I had today. Hopefully you found something encouraging there. There's lots of scriptures to go back and, and make note of and read through and help you to get established in some of these prayer ideas. Um, I thank you for tuning in. I will be back next week and we're going to talk about uh, some more homeschool law related issues. But I also wanted to remind you that we do have the midwinter conference coming up in February, the 22nd and 23rd. So you can check it out at chaponline.com. And also, we have convention in June, June 13th through 15th. So if you're interested in helping out with that, let us know. We're always looking for, oh, hi, Erica. We're always looking for um, volunteers to help us get that all organized and rolling. Uh, let's see. I think that's probably it for announcements. If you're looking for somewhere to give a donation at the end of the year, you can go to chaponline.com giving, and we have three ways that three things that you can donate to to support homeschoolers in the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, thank you to all of you who support us uh, through your time and your talents and your treasures. We're very thankful for you. And thank you for tuning in again today. And I will see you next Tuesday. Look for Ro tomorrow. She's we're gonna be releasing a video for with Ro tomorrow uh, on all of our platforms. And uh, Friday I'll have one of my Good old classics out there on YouTube for you to watch. So we'll see you again next week. Have a good one. Bye.